Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live life divine. Thanks so much for joining me. On episode 27, Brad and I sit down to answer some listener questions about how to navigate situations when your partner is engaging in activities that are really not in alignment with yours. This week's musical offering is a song called Be Loved. It's off my second album, Jai Home. It's a sweet little song uh, that speaks to the beauty of all of us and our connection to nature. I hope you enjoy the episode. Namaste. cacao latte, which is my signature morning drink. Do you like it? I love it. It's pretty delicious. It's would, actually, it's kind of so good that it's a little addictive. Yeah. I would love to drink this every morning. I do. And it gives me just enough kick. Like mm-hmm. I can't handle coffee because it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. But this gives me enough stimulation. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm amping on cacao, raw cacao. And I know it's also an antioxidant. There you go. Good really job. good. Oh, can I just tell you? I had the most insanely profound meditation this morning. Um, it's I did the sunrise meditation, which would have been a previous episode where I did the Aditya mantra, mm-hmm. and um, it was it's so amazingly powerful. I got a, a, a chair. Actually, it's a very special chair. I need to speak about. It's um it's a chair from my friend Juan and Fernando's company industry of all nations and they have a sustainable clothing company it's not entirely vegan so don't freak out on me but they really uh create and curate um clothing items and this chair this amazing chair uh, that are all sourced from really amazing indigenous people who um uh are living sustainably. So what I mean to say is like the dyes are all natural. The stains are all natural. Everything that they do is done in harmony with the planet. So they're not polluting, you know, as they're creating uh, clothing. So um, it's an amazing company. You got to check it out if you haven't already. And coincidentally, Juan was the junior architect on my home, on Jai House. Mm. He worked for Lorcan O'Hurley-He uh, at the time. And Juan's one of those people that you meet that you just know that you've known them forever, like for multiple lifetimes. And he also, like Mishka, is an atheist and doesn't believe in God. But we just loved each other from the first moment that we saw each other. And I remember I I took him to Agape, which is like a like a free thought church, uh, you know, amazing church um, that is uh, the the hub of Reverend Michael. 
Um, and he's, he's really just a treasure, an amazing individual. And so I, I got Juan to actually go to Agape with me one night, which was hilarious, even though he's an atheist. So I always tell him, it doesn't matter that he's an atheist, because at that specific moment, I will come and get him. So he's, he gets a pasco to, uh, to come with me to the next universe. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> That's very sweet. No, he's a really super special guy. So, and super close with my kids now as well. Um, so anyway, um, and you know, Rich wears all of his clothes and all of that. So why was I talking about Juan? Oh, I sat in his chair. He brought me two chairs as a gift the last time that he came to my house. And uh, so I was sitting in one of those chairs and I started to do the open eye meditation. And this time I had a, a very enhanced visceral experience of actually receiving the transmission of the sun into my whole brain mm. as an integrated volume. So the way that this meditation works is that you look at the horizon as the sun is rising and you, uh, you keep your eyes open. You try to not blink, which is impossible. So you will blink from time to time, but you try to focus on the sun as it's rising. And you imagine that you're bringing, you're, you're looking at the sun with your third eye and so today there was even a deepening of that experience in that I could actually feel the sun completely transmitting and saturating my entire brain. Mm. And it was amazing. So anyway, anybody who's tried that practice or who was thinking about doing it, but you haven't done it yet, um, I really recommend going back to that episode and, uh, and giving it a try. It's very, very powerful, very energizing. Um, I think it's very expansive and it really is, it's a short meditation because you're only going to do it for about 10 minutes and what a beautiful way to wake up in the morning. So that was really cool. Yeah, it sounds this morning. like a beautiful way to wake up. Yeah, that was great. It also sounds like it's energizing, like you said, and cleansing. It just, you know, supports the brain. Yeah, definitely Light does. Light up and open up. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and you know, the sun is is, you know, a very, very, very powerful energy source. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, that's, the energy source. I, I don't, I think those words are actually very lame to talk about the sun, but <laughs> the sun, the sun is quite something. So, um, yeah, it's there for our energy, you know, to energize us and to stimulate us and to yeah. give us life force. And it's, it was just really, really cool. So anyway, I'm going to be visiting that more. And so what's up with you, Brad, in your life? What's going on? Oh, Things are going well. Um, again, very busy last last couple of days. I've I've had a lot of mixes drop into my into my lap. Meaning you're doing mixes doing for other people. Other people's mixes. They send me the files, and then I then I create a mix. And it's really a thing. It's a thing. They it really give me, can change up so much about a recording. It's incredible, and they give me carte blanche to do my thing, and they they trust that I will do my best to capture their vision and also add my own little little moments and um it's really it's such a creative satisfying process for me that's awesome yeah i really love it cool and what else is going on how's your love life love life is good are you available actually i may not be <laughs> oh, no. why do you have someone for me no but i'm sure there's someone out there right now listening <laughs> is that right hello whoever you are hello 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 no, so you this? think you might not hello. be yes i mm. think things have moved into a really 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 great place yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to out this like <clears throat> on Divine Three Line podcast? <laughs> Probably not. You don't think she'll be okay well, with that? I, I will just, no, she would be totally okay with that. But um, I would just say that this experience has been really empowering for me because I have waited 
just to knowing that I just needed to have that certain type of connection, that mm-hmm. deeper soul understanding that comes without words. You right. just, you know, every time this person speaks, I'm like, oh, I know you more. I already know you. So it's That's so cool. It's a it's a beautiful. And so you didn't get <clears throat> like wrapped in or dragged into another relationship that was maybe not completely where you want it to be. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's starting from that place instead of, Oh, I'm attracted to you sexually, sexually. I'm, I'm, I'm lonely. I'm going with my, you happen to be here. My old patterns. It's a very open con, right? It's a very open, uh, aware experience so far. And that's very new and also very, very beautiful. That's so cool. Well, I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. If it, if it continues, if you'll it, let you'll let us know. That's the we'll thing. We'll check you in. Just, you, you know, show up. You and never know. Be your, be as right. much as as authentic as possible, and that's all there is. Right, everything like that. So I've gotten so many questions from everyone, um, and I'm trying to um, kind of grab the thread that I think could be universally helpful for everyone. Um, just judging by the questions, and I was kind of thinking that I was going to save this to when Rich was guesting on the show, but it seems to just be coming at me from every direction. So I guess I'm just going to dive in. I got a couple emails from women who were acknowledging um, my process and my transformation within my relationship with Rich and uh, how I was able to hold space for him um, and really uh, navigate uh, you know, the difficulties of life and sort of the differences in our relationship pertaining to his alcoholism, pertaining to, um, you know, his inability, or I would say, I say his inability, our inability, our inability to, um, create, um, income, you know, for an extended period of time. And actually I'm, I'm also, um, holding space for another guy right now in my life who is going through sort of a transformation and, uh, he's, uh, you know, going from, being in the paradigm, you know, working, making money and living, you know, having a great credit score and like having all those things together. And he's transitioning, transitioning into a more artistic life. And, um, you know, I was talking to him this morning and I was, I was just feeling into his experience and sort of observing how when people go through difficult times, there seems to be like a pat, set of advice that you give people when they're struggling, you know, and it sort of comes with, well, well, you know, have you, have you sent out resumes or, um, have you, um, have you thought about just getting a job doing anything like maybe waiting tables or, you know, have you thought about, you know, my cousin, you know, sells celery in Simi Valley. Maybe you should go talk to him or, you know, uh, they're hiring down at the pet shop. Maybe you should go there, you know? So you have people that meaningly, I mean, well-meaningly, you know, we kind of answer every being's challenge with the same, with the same uh, set of solutions. And you know what I'm, you're following me on that? So hundred uh, percent. Okay. So what I'm trying to see, and it was this beautiful awareness that came up today is that, you know, one of my dreams when I was um, really uh, uh, stewarding or wanting to be the guardian of bringing in this new way of educating kids. So I, I had this dream and it, I've held it for many, many, many years. And I really felt like if I could bring a group of individuals, you know, mature adults, partners together over, uh, 
around the endeavor of educating our children in a very conscious, connected, and really experiencing life with them, you know, in that manner. And one of the things in my, in my model was that with a community, we would do the Vedic chart of every individual. And the reason is because the Vedic chart really gives a blueprint for the type of being that has incarnated, you know, and we are all so different. We are all, you know, vastly individualized and so unique. And so my dream was that wouldn't it be amazing if you had that as a, like as a, as a set blueprint and you could say, oh, well, this is what this being is. This is what is, um, you know, are the talents or the expressions or the desires or even the life path. And not that, not that that should be etched in stone and that should dictate your life, as I've said previously, and will continue to, to sort of emphasize so that you can use it as sort of a starting point. And then if you see if there are aspects of challenge or there are areas that are, uh, to be, um, cared for, you know, they could be health issues or financial issues or relationship issues. Then you can kind of understand that and stop, um, giving the person advice or even judging the person based on a very static set of, you know, of principles or of ideals or belief systems. So like, for instance, um, you know, my son Trapper, he's a Leo. And since he was a, a very, very young, I'm talking a baby, we would have a party and he would literally be gone. And everybody would say, where's Trapper? Where is Trapper? And he would, if it, he would have removed himself from the party and he would be in his room and just go to sleep or withdraw. And this continued through his life. And, you know, now, you know, he's, he's a Leo, as I said, you know, he likes massages, you know, he, when he was 10, you know, he painted his toenails black, you know, and fingernails, and he could rock it because he's got really great style. So it was fine. But, you know, sometimes in the community, he gets teased because it's like, oh, where's Trapper? Oh, he's taking a bath, you know, he's bathing, he's primping or whatever. But when you look at his chart, this isn't, this is a very necessary part of him being healthy because he handles stress or holds stress in a specific way that if he doesn't have these moments of retreat, he's not well. So not that we can't tease or we can't have fun. We do, we do tons of it around here, but isn't that interesting to know that? And then we can you know, it kind of, it, it just opens the lens and it brings your awareness around the issue. And so uh, we were talking today about the community and, you know, we are going to um, have all of our individual charts read and then we're going to have all of our charts read against each other, like in relationship to each other. So we understand within the community, oh, this is the way this being is. So it's not like, you know, if someone, like, let's just say, you know, Jaya hates to do housework. So do I, Jaya. I'm the same. Um, but rather than create uh, anger or resistance or um, resentment toward her because she will not do, you know, what other people, you know, think they should do just as a normal course of being, we can identify what it is about her. Like, what is it that she is good at? Or why is it that she doesn't like doing that? Is there some aspect that we can adjust or an approach that then will work better for her? Um, uh, you know, I discovered this, these beautiful things that you find as a mother and parenting. And I've been having a really hard time getting Jaya to school. Like, and she was like, mom, I just want to homeschool. And I'm, and I'm like, maybe next year, <laughs> because the whole thing may, may shift again. But, um, 
I couldn't get her up. And what I finally tried, this is a child who has giggled every single night in her sleep since I gave birth to her. She laughs. She just laughs out loud, like belly laughs in the middle of her sleep. It's hilarious. So finally, I thought about this. And about a month ago, when I went to wake her up, I just started to tickle her, like really gently. And she started to giggle and giggle and giggle. And in like five minutes, she was totally awake. So I discovered the thing that works for her. I love that. Yeah. Every other time we were in a fight. I mean, she's throwing stuff at me. Like, it's like, like she is really not happy. <laughs> so, the, you know, that's really great that I figured that out. Um, but I guess what I want to say is that every single person is unique. And so um, it takes uh, some awareness and understanding that the answer to everyone's issues are not necessarily the same remedy. And this goes back to Ayurveda and you know, food as medicine and the whole practice of Ayurveda, because it is very individually um, determined based on your pulse, based on the kind of being that you are. So um, I just wanted to sort of speak to that a little bit. And then uh, some of the questions were coming specifically with me and Rich and how did I, you know, how did I navigate it? How did I navigate? Um, like, how do you navigate? Let's say you're with a partner who's who's not going through life transformation as rich wasn't in the early years of our, and I probably seven years of when we were together. Um, and how do you, you know, how do you navigate that when somebody is participating in dense activities or, um, you know, eating food, you know, that's, that's not in alignment or, you know, po possibly drinking or using or, you know, any of these things. And, you know, I guess all I can share from my experience is that, of course, I didn't know at the beginning when I had this transformation to, uh, let me just do a little review in case somebody, you know, doesn't know the story or whatever. So basically the kind of inner workings of Rich and my story is that um, I I was living a health, healthier lifestyle than he was. I was um, in deeper connection with my spirit and my soul. I could see that he was struggling he needed help. He was suffering. And on the one hand, he was asking me for help. But every time I reached my hand out to him, he recoiled and became paralyzed. So I started to sort of view myself. And I was thinking, is my energy too big for him? Like, am I just, you know, am I just doing too much to the point that he just can't find himself in the relationship? Which kind of was valid in a way, because I've always been able to do 29 things at one time. And sometimes that can be maybe annoying to somebody, like Swami says, I'm, some people find me a little overly creative, sure. <laughs> but, um, but there was another aspect to it in that, um, I had my energy in Rich's field. Like I had my focus on his life, like, cause I knew what was better. And I spoke to many, many girlfriends and many people over many years who reinforced my belief and my rightness, my righteousness, like you are right. Um, but my marriage was not transforming. And so here I was, you know, beating my head against the wall time after time after time. And then finally, I worked with this Indian master uh, who uh, talked to me about what is divine love. And div divine love is simply like the sun. It shines on everyone without discrimination and without any judgment or editing at all. It's simply shining. That's all it does. And human love is a business arrangement. So it's like, I meet you, I project my idea of who you are onto you. 
And then when you turn out not to be that fantasy projection, I get angry at you. Mm -hmm. There it is. (laughs) Right? That's it. It's true, right? That's how that goes. Right. So (laughs) then, you know, and then you're like, this sucks. You know, he's not who I thought he was. (laughs) Um, And in my experience, you know, I, I, of course, there are some very um, important questions that you need to ask yourselves. And I've been married three times. So I am not... I am not an advocate of forever just because you made a vow or just because you're married. I don't have that relationship to marriages. <laughs> you know, to me, it's like I'm very in a relationship when I'm in it. And when I'm not in it, I can't lie. Like, I can't fake this thing to make it work. And I also can't cheat. So I can't, I just can't really make it work because I, you know, I, I don't have a poker face and it'll just come out of like every pore. I know you're this way, Brad. Yep. I'm totally. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're I'm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, uh, uh, what happens is, you know, you, you have to, you have to make some very clear, um, and honest decisions. So again, it takes you back to meditation. You have to know yourself at a very, very deep level to know what is you know, the right move for your life within relationship, or if you're going to stay in a relationship. And in my case, my first marriage was uh, with an abusive man. I was physically beaten, battered, abused, um, spit on, like crazy stuff. You would like, I, I can't even believe it. it's like such another lifetime. And I never, ever imagined that I would step into this kind of relationship. It literally snuck up around me and I was in it before I knew what to do. And, you know, that was a whole thing. But obviously it was very, very important that I left him, <laughs> you know? So, you know, when people write into me and they're like, you know, it's like if, if you're in a relationship where there is some very detrimental energy to you and it is hurting you in a way that is debilitating, um, you know, you, you have some decisions to make, you know, and especially if there are children involved, you know, that's, that even heightens the entire experience. Um, but I think that, um, if you're in a relationship and you're with your partner and you have a life and you know, that you guys are in, in this and really most times when we trade a partner, we're simply trading circumstance or different traits. Like, well, with this one, you get you know, this, and with that one, you're going to get this because you're never going to get a hundred percent, you know, every time well, at, probably any ever in and life. We're always the common denominator in all of that. Exactly. That's a super, super, super good point. Really good point. And yeah, exactly, exactly right. So my freedom from my abusive marriage was when I took responsibility for my part yeah. and it was very hard. Let me tell you in the beginning, because I was very hurt and it, it had been very gnarly and not cool, you know, and I had, you know, forgiven and tried and blah, blah, blah. But, um, uh, yeah, it was when I took responsibility, like it takes two, you're in a relationship. So there are two sides. And that was when, when the freedom came. So again, it is a solo journey and you have to get in touch with your inner compass, with the inner desires of your heart and what, why are you here and what kind of being you are. But I would say that this is where the self-righteousness comes in or the self-fullness comes in. It was when I stopped putting him before me, when I stopped 
thinking that it was spiritual to forgive, you know, that that was what a spiritual person did was forgive, um, forgiving and staying in the relationship. You know, I have forgiven, forgiven myself and I've forgiven him as well. And as a matter of fact, I view him as one of my teachers, one of my great teachers, Mm -hmm. a great step, a great stage of my mastery definitely was that relationship. Um, but I would say that all you can do in any relationship, if you're going to stay, if you have a family and if, you know, this is, this is where you find yourself is to go inside and do the inner work and, uh, cultivate love and compassion in your life, cultivate acceptance and non-judgment and understand that everybody is God. Everybody's an emanation of God and everybody is potentially divine. And, you know, if they choose that in their life. And so what happened in my case was why by finally getting to the point where I could release Rich to his own experience, incomplete love and complete non-attachment. I had no attachment to him staying with me or self-realizing this lifetime or really anything. I just knew that there was a greater force that was at hand. And I switched my attention to that greater force. And I started to serve that greater force. And then much to my delight, the universe basically provided me with everything that I had imagined Rich to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And it all unfolded right in front of my eyes. And I mean, even physically, he changed physically into uh, some physical form that was extremely attractive to me. You know, it is crazy. I mean, so again, it's like, you don't, no one has a guarantee. Like I didn't have a guarantee. That's what was going to happen. And you won't either because your life is unique. So maybe you are supposed to split up or maybe your journey into yourself will lead you to meeting a different soul partner, or maybe your journey will lead you into transforming the partner you're with or transforming with your partner into a divine union. You know, it could be any of those. Um, and I didn't know before I embarked on it. You don't get to know, you don't get to know the answer before you make that commitment. But again, it was just releasing. And it really, at the end of the day, the only thing you can be responsible for is your own, is your own self, your own actions, your own inner space. And that's another thing like for, I never looked in, you know, Rich's email or, or snooped in his phone or, you know, it was like, I never put my attention in such things because if anybody's lying, they're just lying to themselves in the universe mm-hmm. because it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. All I can do is be in control of my own actions. And if someone's cheating, that's, that's their action yeah. that they have to reconcile. It has nothing to do with me. That's true. But I think that's a, a societal, um, you know, kind of tragedy really with a lot of women because there's a projected um, sort of uh, opinion, I think, in, in the field that says that if a man cheats on a woman, then the woman wasn't, you know, she wasn't attractive enough or she, you know, she wasn't quite good enough. She didn't quite do that thing well enough, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. And that's really has nothing to do with it. That's true. So, you know, at the end of the day, in, in every single life experience, um, no one gets away with anything. You don't get away nope. with anything. You you just don't. And um, even if you take your life, you're still you <laughs> because you're still you on the other side. Yep. And you still have to deal with all of, all of your experiences belong to you. And 
So, um, you know, the more that we can live authentically and the more that we can be in alignment with the greater force, which is the origin from which we all come. And it's really that, that devotion, you know, the devotion to that and the laying down of the ego, like we talked about, you know, last time and the just understanding that, um, there is just a greater force that is really orchestrating this entire movie, this entire experience. And so my experience has proved to me by having that devotion, by being devoted at that level and, um, by focusing on, you know, the inner work and taking care of your own house, your own footprint, you know, your own, the own energy that you put out in the world, that, that will fruit the exactly perfect experience, perfect life experience. And that may contain all different varieties of experiences within it. Um, each of us are extremely individual and very, very unique not another one of any of us existing anywhere else in the universe mm. in this exact, you know, expression. Mm. So if we have one mission in life, it's to know ourselves. What a beautiful opportunity, you know? What a beautiful opportunity to know ourselves. That's the most important relationship you're ever going to have mm. is the one with you, yeah. the one with yourself. So how's that for self-righteous? <clears throat> yeah. Whatchamacallit? The iTunes, H. Barrel, is that his name? <laughs> I forget, yeah. So there you right. go. So that's, that's, what do you think about that, Brad? What, what I think is that devotion now has a whole greater connotation for me now. That, that word, I, I think before when I would hear devotion, it would just kind of be sort of meta down to just a, a, a you know, single focus of just, you know, religious devotion. Yeah. Does it, <clears throat> does it ring that, did it ring that for you? Mm. But after after hearing this, devotion is a much there's a much more holistic quality to mm -hmm. uh, to me, mm -hmm. because in that in your in your devotion you are staying true to your inner compass to your authentic path. Yeah, exactly. Whether whether someone else is whatever you you can't control. We can't control what other what other people do. We can mm -hmm. only know, like you said, stay back on the journey of knowing ourselves, and that's such true devotion. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That that's. That's devotion 2.0. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and the other thing is, is it's just, um, it will create an energetic shift in your life that will magnetize uh, more experiences that are, that are in true alignment with you. Mm -hmm. And some of it could be kind of, some, a lot of stuff could fall too, could just drop away. But what we learn on the spiritual path is that the power is in neutrality. And so you really endeavor to stay neutral no matter what the, what the field, what is happening in the external field. So, you know, cars getting repossessed, neutral. Bank accounts getting closed, neutral. You know, you're just, you're just watching it. It has nothing to do with you. You are not your credit score. Please understand you are not your credit score. You are so much more than you know. Yeah, it's really, 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 really profound and a really amazing place to be. And if you're having some of these challenges around finances, which many of us do who step out on the path, um, it's an opportunity to free yourself of the fear of money, to free yourself of this very sick 
energy that's holding everybody hostage and a slave. And what you find um, when some of these structures get pulled away and you find yourself without health insurance or, you know, in my case, without a bank account for four years. It's so hilarious. How did that happen? Um, you find that the universe supports you in many different ways and it comes through different people. It could come from, you know, just anything. And you'll find that time and time again, you are always supported somehow. It might not be in the way that you want it to be. And it might not look pretty, especially to your neighbors and family. Mm -hmm. It might look very scary and very messy, but there's always something we can be grateful for. Uh, even in, you know, the most uh, extreme dismantle. And, uh, you know, one of my mantras I used to say to myself is, well, I have my legs. Yeah. And isn't that beautiful? You know, there's always someone in, in our human experience who is suffering, you know, worse. And there's always somebody who's doing better. You yeah. know, there's yeah. always a scale and a spectrum. But again, we, we need to just honor the life that we're in, the life that we're living. This is the most important life you've lived ever. So this is it. And what a privilege to be in a human body. And so how can you um, do the inner work more, be more committed to the inner work, honor yourself, love yourself, love everyone else, and find a way to live in harmony with the planet and be conscious of that. Um, you can do it every time you take a breath. It doesn't, you don't have to go to a course or a workshop or you can just breathe or go sit with a tree, you know, or sit with your dog or change your baby's diapers. <laughs> it's, it can be all very, very simple, mm -hmm. you know, so... Anyway, I hope that is somewhat helpful and, and you guys find that to be uh, some interesting concepts to ponder and to think about. And uh, Bradley, what else? Are we good? I have good? nothing to add to that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So thanks so much for everybody who's donating to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. We got our PayPal's PayPal straightened out. So we're all good there. If you guys want to donate, go to srimati.com and you can scroll down on the podcast page and click through to PayPal. Um, and, uh, oh, you know what? I kind of want to, I want to give everybody a shout out. Mm -hmm. So hold on one yeah. second as I go here. Also, um, I just want to let you guys know that Rich and I did a relationship course on Mind Body Green. Um, if you're interested in finding out kind of more of our secrets and our processes on how we navigate our extreme uh, different personalities within our relationship, check it out. Um, you can go to mindbodygreen.com. And then also um, check out my tools of transformation. I don't know if you guys know that um, I am a cookbook author. I um, created a cookbook with my soulmate, Rich Roll, last year. It's called The Plant Power Way, and there's 120 recipes, all plant-based, family recipes, amazing, um, tasty, easy to prepare. Uh, so check that out. You can get that on Amazon or on uh, my site as well. And also, don't forget to check out my music, 
Mother of Mine and Jai Home, two albums I created with my sons, and also Brad engineered those and co-produced. So um, check those out. And uh, what else, Brad? Where can people find you, Bradley? Well, <clears throat> I'm at uh, swansoundmusic.com. Do you want to see, you want to produce through my site, listen to some of my music? Yeah, we do. Uh, we're about to rebuild that site. So yeah, cool. I look All forward right. to announcing that. Shortly. All right, groovy. All right, well, listen, I just want to um, give a shout out to the PayPal sponsors this week. James, James, thank you. Jackie, thank you so much. Jessica, beautiful to receive your support. Thank you, darling. Janine, Tina, Melanie, Julia, Jennifer, Valer Valeria, beautiful. Um, and I think that's all this week. So thanks you guys so much. It means a lot to us and, uh, we appreciate you supporting the show. Um, so anyway, until next time, I don't really know what the musical offering is this week. <laughs> so we're just going to have to see how that, how that comes, uh, comes in and, uh, and also the healing technique. But anyway, thanks for joining us and we'll look forward to, um, connecting again next week on divine through line. Um, be well and, uh, Remember to be gentle with yourself and to the person you're in a relationship with. They are also emanations of a divine force. Namaste. Namaste. Be love. Be you. Thank you.
Heaven.